0: Coming up, we're talking about the top five unique dining experiences at Walt Disney World, and we're going to reveal the top five theme park table service restaurants at Walt Disney World as voted on by you. From the Nova Scotia Disney meet to raise money for Give Kids the World, this is the Diz Unplugged. <laughs> The Diz Unplugged, coming to you from the Nova Scotia Disney meet to raise money for Give Kids the World. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend, Sean Thompson. <laughs> the lovely Kathy Whirling.
1: <laughs>
0: the effervescent Teresa Eccles. The radiant Jenny Lynn Knopp. And back in the production, at the production table, it's not a nook, you're out of the nook, but back in the production table, our associate producer, Craig Williams. yeah, And of course, our producer, Dustin West. So it is, it is so great uh, to be back here in in Nova Scotia again, the third year uh, that you're doing this incredible meet to raise money for Give Kids the World. My second year here for Teresa and Kathy, it's been all three. Mm-hmm. All three years. And, we're family. Uh, we're yes, family. we are. We're
2: family
0: well, it certainly feels like that when we come up here. The welcome is so warm, and it is such a beautiful place. I know I, I convinced some of my, uh, my, my fellow Americans to come on up for the trip. Uh, was I lying about Halifax? Is this not gorgeous here? It is absolutely beautiful, and the weather is incredible right now. Uh, we left, uh, left Orlando at 4.30 in the morning on Thursday, and it was 85 degrees with 90% humidity. Um, so we got off the plane here. It was like, oh, this is great, which is the experience you have in the winter when you come down to visit us. So, but it is, it is wonderful to be here. Before we get started, I have got to say a, an incredible, heartfelt Thank you to Evelyn McNamara and her team for Woo-hoo! pulling this off again. You know, give or take, there's about 170 people in this room right now. Um, that's an amazing turnout for, uh, for any of these meets, but it, is re- it really says something up here in Nova Scotia. We don't have a huge base of listeners uh, up here to our show Um, and all these people that came out from the community to support this local businesses that came out to support this, uh, Lila was a real tough act to follow. Uh, that was amazing what, what she, what she donated. Um, you know, just the, the outpouring of community support to raise money here, uh, as, as somebody who's been involved with this for quite a while. Um, I can't tell you how much it means to me personally to see this. Um, it never fails to humble me it never fails to amaze me uh, and I just I want to give Evelyn and her team a rousing round of applause for an incredible, incredible job yeah, let's do it, come on, get up I'm being given given hand signals, which if I am interpreting them correctly, we have raised (laughs) $10,000. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, So what we do now with these shows that we take on the road, uh, we are doing basically a segment like we would do if we were back in Orlando in the studio. This will be the segment on Tuesday's show. This will go up on Tuesday of next week. And uh, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite dining experiences at Walt Disney World. Um, The top five... uh, Somebody yelled Mickey. Um, Mickey. The top five unique dining experiences at Walt Disney World. Now, we all know that Disney has a lot of dining. Uh, Some of it really, really good. Some of it not so good, crappy. Um, but they have, there are some very unique, well not very unique, they, nothing's very unique, but unique dining experiences that you can have at Walt Disney World that you just can't find any place else. So we put together what we thought our top five list was, and we uh, ordered this based on the reviews database at www.info.com and uh, what our, our user ratings have been for these, for these restaurants. Um, The first, the number five one on our list, uh, we picked San Angel Inn at the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot. Now, we didn't say the food here was good. (laughs) I want to put that qualifier in because, let's be honest, the food at San Angel is one step above frozen dinner. But it is unique. You're not going to find anything like it anywhere else. It's inside an Aztec temple. It's, uh, it, it's, an indoor, it, it's an indoor restaurant, but the scene is a Mexican street market, and it's absolutely incredible inside this temple. Uh, and the restaurant is there, and the boats from... Uh, uh, of, oh, Lord, what's the name of the ride? Um, it's Grand Fiesta
2: Tour. Grand Fiesta yeah. Tour. It used to be El Real del Tampo. Yeah, yeah. That Mexican fun ride that everyone loves.
1: I <laughs> love it. Do you? I do too. I it's do. I ride. think it's
2: fun, but like, I don't know. That
1: might they added cry. the
0: characters to it. It's making Teresa cry. No, is that making? Me cry? I apologize. <laughs> We're talking about is Mexico.
1: It, is it leftover tears from the last subject? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the food. The food at San Angelin is really not good, and that is kind of reflected in our reviews database out of a possible 10 uh, the reviews uh, it's averaging 6.2 so it's not exactly uh, the most popular but in terms of a unique experience a unique restaurant it absolutely has to make the list it's also not inexpensive for lunch entrees ranging from from 18 to 28 dollars for dinner from 23 to 36 dollars per person so it is not an inexpensive restaurant but it was one of the first places I a- ever ate at Disney World You know, when you're there for your first trip I don't know, I think you overlook a lot of things with food when you're going for the first time because you're just so amazed at the environment that you're sitting in and they certainly did an amazing job theming that restaurant Absolutely. so that makes our number five list does anybody, does anybody like San Angelo?
3: Oh, I do.
4: I actually spent an anniversary dinner there.
0: Oh, lovely. (laughs) (laughs) You like it? Yeah.
4: I like that it's dark in there because you really can't see the food that they put (laughs) in (laughs) front (laughs) of you.
0: Yeah, well, the refried beans kind of look like regurgitated beans a little bit. (laughs) Oh, my. uh, It it is also a great place to get out of the heat, walking Mm -hmm. around World Showcase. Um, number four on our list is another one that I, I think people are more divided on the food at this place Sci-Fi Dine-In at uh, Disney Hollywood Studios for those who haven't been there this is basically set up like a drive-in movie and you, you, you're, you sit in cars with tables in them like old replicas of old cars and they're running previews for old 50s B-roll sci-fi you know, B-films sci-fi B- uh, B-films um, And it's really kind of cool environment wise. Food, also getting a 6.2 from the Dizzers that have have, uh, experienced it. But what do you guys think? Sci fi dining. I
4: like it. It's forgettable for me. Forgettable? Seriously? What for, yes. the crap? No. I like the atmosphere. No, the I atmosphere like the atmosphere. Awesome. I don't care for the food. I think
2: this the food's is why we separate solid. them. Huh? I like the food there.
1: <laughs> I think the food's yeah. good. good the food shakes,
2: is okay, but
3: I mean with my kids, that's one that we will repeat over and over oh, really? and over again. Yeah, because they love the environment of it. You're sitting in a fake car watching movies fake that are movies. ridiculous. And, you know, sometimes you have people roller skating to your car to give you your food it's it's not about the food it's probably with a lot of these choices it's not about the food it's about the experience and especially for kids that one is definitely a lot of fun certainly unique it's something you not only that is unique on disney property but kind of unique in life we don't have many of those experiences out there um, at least in america anymore where you can drive in and watch a movie and eat a meal
0: very few drive-ins left yeah they do need
1: to update the the movie clips they're showing, mm-hmm. though.
0: What do you mean? I, the, it's from the 50s I think the era. point is that it's old.
1: Oh, I know. No, I don't mean update. You mean newer. repeat I mean,
2: visitors will oh, get tired right. of. Okay. All right.
1: give me something new, old to watch.
0: You don't want, like, 80s commercials in there?
1: No, I just want more choices. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: but I think the thing that has to be said about Sci-Fi Dine, and regardless of what you think of the food, is it's damn near impossible to get a reservation there. Yes, it's very um, hard. If, especially if you're talking about, like, short-term um, I've been able to walk in and get a table at 50s, uh, 50s Prime Time, which is coming up on our list, uh, a, a lot easier than I've ever been able to get one at Sci-Fi Dime. I've tried a couple of times and not been able to.
3: Well, it speaks to its popularity, and I think it primarily speaks to its popularity with children and families. That whole experience of kind of being able to take a step back to an era that isn't necessarily, you know, here anymore.
0: Right. All right, number 3 on our list was Cinderella's Royal Table at the Magic Kingdom. And this one made the list mainly because it's in the castle. And uh, but you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay dearly for it. Breakfast $45 per adult. Wow. $30 for a child. Lunch is $49 for an adult. 34 or 31 for a child and dinner is $55 for an adult. And $34 for a child. And again, you know, this... I I, I think it's kind of lost some of its luster in terms of it being a must-have reservation to get. But there was a time, and it wasn't that long ago, that people would absolutely melt down and their vacation was ruined if they could not get a meal at Cinderella Royal's. In 180
4: days, it was sold out within hours.
3: Within
0: hours. I confess to
3: being one of those people. Yeah. I definitely was like that when we. I haven't eaten there. I think the last time I ate there was in 2008 because it is so very expensive. You you don't do that one very often. But I'm so glad that that we did. I'm not sure if it's changed since then. But when I took my children, um, again, it wasn't that the food was that great. It really wasn't amazing. But the experience of it going into the castle and then they do this whole thing that's very interactive with the children. They give every boy a. Sword, I believe, and every girl a a wand, and they stop the meal at a certain point.
0: They arm the children as they walk into the (laughs) restaurant. They do.
3: They do. You know, it it definitely enhances the experience. And, um, you know, they they stop the meal at a certain point and do a little bit of a mini show and have the children, they also hand them a, a wishing star, and they're supposed to hold it in the air and make a wish. And they make this whole big deal, and it looks like pixie dust, you know, glitters everywhere. And I have a picture of my youngest daughter holding this rubber star in the air with her eyes, you know, squished tight, like she's just wishing the heck out of this, you know, thing, because she's in Cinderella's castle, and if at any time a wish is going to come true, it's going to be now. So, I mean, it was, it, it was an unforgettable experience, and a very unique one, and I can't think of any experience that we've had eating at Disney World since then that has been quite like that. So, it is a, it is a, it's very pricey, but I will never forget those memories. They will never forget those memories. And I think it's worthwhile for that, you know, for that family experience. But, yeah, don't expect, to, don't expect the food to be all that amazing because there's nothing really magical about that.
4: I guess this is one of those times where I have to admit I've never been there.
0: <gasps> I've never uh, been there either. Okay. Really? Okay, good. Oh, we're going to send Kathy and Sean. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm up for that. I just
4: I don't know. I guess because it's so popular, it's like, okay, then I don't want to go there. I want to go somewhere are you else. Debbie Downer.
0: I want to hear from some people that have been to these places and what your opinions are. That's why the mic's over there so line up. There's no opinions on it. There's no opinions. <laughs>
2: But, well, Aww. I think it's cool that you get to eat in the castle. Like, yes, th- that's the part of it for me. Like, I'm sure that the show is cool and the, the kids stuff is nice, but uh, now I don't know. Can you
0: see out the windows? Can you? Yeah. yeah. There's a view out. Okay, yeah. I think that's really. I mean, cool. it's yeah. not. Yeah. A, it's not a great view. It's kind of. A, it's all stained glass and stuff. But still, okay. yeah, you can. Yeah. And you know, it is at least as far as Disneyland in California and Disneyland Paris. Neither of them have restaurants in the castle. I don't know about oh, Tokyo okay. or Hong Kong. Um, but I, I, you know, so that that also makes this that also makes this unique. But like I said, where it was a few years ago, where it was uh, oh, it was crazy the must-have, that's kind of died down. And what do you think? What experience has replaced Cinderella Royal guest. Table? Be our guest. Be our guest has definitely, but we did not put that on our list. We did not put be our guest on our list because while it's cool. And it is definitely different. It wasn't what I considered to be, you know, overly unique. Yes, it's in Beast Castle. It's 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 awesome. Um, but in terms of like when you think about sci-fi dining, San Angelo, um, we felt that.
4: But couldn't you picture like a character breakfast and be our guest with the theming?
0: I don't know why they haven't done that yet.
4: Yeah, or some kind of hard ticket event at night. Like a ball in Be Our Guest, I think that would be awesome with the theming. Ooh, look at you coming up with the creative ideas. I would
3: so be there in my little ball gown. That would definitely, oh yeah. So
0: would I. (laughs) Number two on the list is a perennial favorite, I think, for a lot of people 50s Primetime Cafe at Hollywood Studios. Um, Absolutely one of my favorite uh, Mm -hmm. restaurants. Earned a seven point eight rating from Dizzers on our review on our in our review database, um, thirteen dollars to twenty two dollars on average per person, lunch and dinner. A little bit more reasonable than some of these other ones. Um, personally, one of my favorite things to eat at Walt Disney World is the fried chicken yes. from uh, from fifties no, Time. No, it's
1: the meatloaf or it's the, the meatloaf. Loaf. Yes. And the way they treat you, they belittle you and make fun of you. <laughs> it's like being around me. I know. I love it. It's like being at home. I the mean, one, nothing better than watching them shove green beans down my husband's face. Okay, was well, just,
0: this, was, this was one of my, my, my favorite moments in that restaurant. My nephew, James, had been down uh, in Orlando visiting me. And I want to say at this point, he was about 13, 13, 14 years old. And what they do at this restaurant, for those who haven't been there is uh you know uh it's like your aunt or your or mom is serving you or your uncle or your, yes, your cousins are yeah. serving you uh serving you your dinner and you've got to eat all your vegetables and so uh i hate vegetables and in this uh, we get somebody else joining me in the hatred of vegetables right on unless you deep fry them cover them in fat <laughs> and I'm there um but uh the string beans, let's just say these string beans were cooked to within an inch of their life. They were like mush. And if you don't finish your string beans, they'll like put you in the corner or they'll like, you know, do all sorts of funny things to embarrass you. So I distracted my nephew and made him look the other way while I dumped all of my string beans, (laughs) my green beans onto his plate. And when the, when the waitress came back, I said, he's not, he's not eating his green beans. So he got, he got eviscerated in this place <laughs> and he still talks about that like this is like a good 15 years later but something to do to your children
1: yeah and Will the you... theming the theming is amazing
0: the theming is you're amazing you're waiting
1: in the living room um bar area while you're waiting for your family to be called they call you in to dinner it's like grandma's house. And they oh, make really you set the table. Yeah.
3: They actually have items in that waiting room area that were actually in my grandparents' house. Oh, honey, they're still
1: yeah. in my mom. The Encyclopedia Britannica is still in yeah. my mother's house. All I can, that stuff. It's
4: very strange. I can remember the one time we went with a bunch of the travel agents from Dreams, and we had the most awesome waitress. And Kelvin called Teresa on the phone, and she sat down and talked to Kelvin about she what did. was he she making at home. She took my phone home.
1: away from me and, and was talking to my husband on the phone. It was weird. Yeah, they don't like Go, it when you're on your cell going phone. Going with my mother-in-law, who doesn't want any interaction at all, it was hilarious, because she's just sitting there like, you know, she's in the worst place in the world, and they just picked her
0: apart. It was great. And this is all, you know, this is all supposed to be like a, a 50s... Uh, sitcom television kitchen, mm-hmm. basically. So they've got a television at the end of the table where they're playing clips from old 50s and 60s sitcoms, um, ones I'd never heard of, like a lot of I Love Lucy knockoffs.
1: Yeah. Donna Reed, I think, is on there, and I, also um, have, uh, I love. I
0: married Joan. I
1: married Joan. Yeah. yeah. They have old uh, Mickey Mouse Club, The Mickey original Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse Club clips. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. With uh, yeah. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah.
3: Going back to Netflix. Old me, fellow. not old you. <laughs>
2: okay. I always get yelled
0: at for having my hat on in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, kinda, I do it on purpose because it's almost funny when.
0: It is. I, a amazing. lot of people, I think, will do that. They know what they're going to get yelled at about. Your
1: elbows on the table. Yeah. You can't have
0: your elbows. No cell phone, like you said. But 50s primetime is one of the places, in my opinion, where that theming is fantastic, um, and the food is good. It's a very yeah. unique experience, and the food is actually good.
3: It's kind of like a dinner show without the show, because you know the the servers are all playing characters, as as they would if you were in a dinner show, but you yeah. just but you're you you do not have the show or the show. It's is, almost like
0: performance art, you know, yeah, in a way. Yeah, it's great. The number one unique dining experience at Walt Disney World, according to us, hoop de doo Review at uh, Fort Wilderness. Um, there, are, there is dinner theater anywhere you go. There is no dinner theater like this. And it is, uh, I believe I'm correct in saying, the longest running dinner show in America. Uh, this has been going on since the 70s. Uh, it has been running per- perpetually since then. This is a Fort Wilderness campground, which is right near the Magic Kingdom. It's a little bit of a pain to get to if you're not staying there because you have to drive into a parking lot and then you have to take a bus. You're really not allowed to drive into Fort Wilderness unless you're at a campsite or a cabin. And so you've got to kind of take the bus. You've got to budget some more time for this. What we tell people to do is that plan that for a day that you're at the Magic Kingdom. Because you could take the boat launch right from the Magic Kingdom uh, to Fort Wilderness, and it's a short walk over to the tri- uh, over to the Hoop Dee Doo Review, um, but it's fried chicken and ribs and beer and sangria, right? Is it yeah, sangria unlimited sangria. I, unlimited, I've never yeah. been there. Oh, you got to be kidding me!
4: <laughs> oh, I, I want to know what. Uh, I mean, you were I, with me. Na- they put a little napkin on your head. Wasn't no. that you? No, that wasn't me. I've it never was been me. There. <laughs> it was you. It was you. <laughs> it was us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, your son called it Hee Haw Live. Hee Haw Live. I don't know yep. if the Canadians get he-haw, the Hee Haw yeah. reference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hee Haw Live.
4: So what's the best part of going well,
0: to it? Okay, the show, you know, for as corny as the show is, they're really good. They're really talented uh, actors, dancers, singers. Um, the food is really good. This uh, the, the the service staff is really into it. They kind of drop the bucket of chicken and ribs on your on your table. They get a little uh, sassy with you. Okay. Um, it's just this great. It's just this great environment and experience. The food is good. The entertainment is good. I don't know anybody who walks out of it saying, no. I wish I hadn't done that or that wasn't worth the money. You, um, you
1: laugh your way through dinner with your family. Yeah. I mean, what? What's better, right?
0: Yeah, laughing my way with your family, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Prices, again, not necessarily inexpensive here. Prices are ranging $55 to $70 per adult, depending on where you're sitting. Uh, 28 to $36 per child. There are three tiers. You can sit in tier one, which is right on the floor, which is where you want to sit. And then the other two tiers are up in the balcony.
4: So if but, you're antisocial, you want to sit in the back?
0: Well, if you don't want to get picked on. If you don't want to get picked on, you probably want to be up in the balconies, tier two or tier three. Dustin, when he was a kid, there's a part in the show where they uh, pull up a kid and uh, was it making it be an Indian or something? Uh, you have to be like the sheriff. The sheriff, okay. Right. So how old were you when you got picked for that? Uh, I had to be like eight or nine years old. Maybe Eight or nine years old, he got picked to be the sheriff. Um, and then when we went back and did the, uh, uh, the uh, Seven and Seven, right. the Seven Resorts and Seven Nights, and we did Hoop-dee-doo as part of that when we were at Fort Wilderness, he gets picked, again, same part of the show, but oh, you wow. were the... Uh, but at this point,
5: I was the Indian chief because I was a male over 18, and I had to, like, cry for
0: Davy Crockett's death. <laughs> and the way he did it, he if, if anybody who was at the New Jersey meet... We all discovered that Dustin has a real talent for improv comedy. He stopped the show, and he did the same thing with the Hoop-dee-doo review. He was actually so funny that the other, uh, the other actors, the guys that are you know, acting in the, in the show... The ones that got paid to do it. The, the ones who were being paid to do it were like trying to hold back. You could see them holding back their laughter. It was really, really funny. Um, so if you don't want to get picked for that, you want to be in tier <laughs> two or three but down on the floor is where you get all the action. They kind of come out into the audience and do stuff. Really, really good, great for families, great for kids. That is our number one unique dining experience at Disney World. We did add in, as honorable mentions, uh, Be Our Guest restaurant, uh, the Garden Grill over at uh, the, the Land Pavilion at Epcot, uh, because that one, is, it's a rotating restaurant. That is actually like you're viewing scenes from the Living with the Land attraction as you go around. So that's kind of cool. That surprised me that in our reviews database, an 8.3 out of 10 for the food there. I don't know what these people were eating, but it wasn't (laughs) what I had there the last time. It wasn't very good. Um, Also over at Fort Wilderness, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, which the kids really love, but I haven't heard too many people say they really like the food.
1: Isn't it coming out of the same kitchen as Hoopty Doo? I
0: would think so, but it doesn't get... Okay. I hear a lot of people complain about the food. I've, Not
1: eating outside, you know, it's kind of...
0: So... I haven't
4: done that one either. I
0: haven't, I haven't done that either. Okay. That's one I haven't okay, done. Okay, I
4: feel better now.
0: I've tried a couple times and I couldn't, get, I couldn't get reservations, but... All right, so on Thursday, we put up a poll. We've been asking people on the show over the last several months to rate their favorite restaurants, their favorite table service restaurants at Disney theme parks in Orlando. And what we did is we took the top two vote getters from each theme park, and we put them into a big poll to find what the best table service restaurant in a theme park at Walt Disney World was. Based on your votes, number five, 50s Primetime Cafe, with 11% of the vote, uh, which I thought was... uh, pretty good. Pretty good. We had over 1500 votes for uh, in total for this so it was a good a good turnout. Number 4. This one I don't understand. I mean it's good, but I don't know that it deserves to be number f- the, the fourth best restaurant at Walt Disney World, Via Napoli.
4: Really? Yeah. Wow. But it, but it is good. That is It really is good it's pizza. good, but
0: you, you know you want great Italian food? Walk next door. Yeah. Go over to Tutto Italia. It's incredible. How that's not—I think because this is—it's less expensive. It's pizza, it's pizza, it's good pizza. I'm not going to say it's not. It's the best pizza on Disney property to be sure. Mm-hmm. But why it ranks number four, I don't know. I think
5: it—I think it really appeals to uh, families. You know, uh, for for somebody who wants to go and explore Epcot with their children. You know, there's not a lot that's maybe as accessible as going into the uh, via Napoli and getting pizza and the other traditional Italian dishes. Whereas um, the one right across from it, um, and it is slipping my mind. Tutto
4: Italia. Yeah, Tutto, 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 Italia. Tutto Italia.
5: That might be a little more, a little less accessible for uh, families with children. I think along those same lines. Along those same lines, it's uh, just more casual. Like for me
2: Tutu Italia just seems so fancy. I mean, you go inside and it's it's casual. But it's inside. Epcot. You can walk in and flip-flops. No, but it's you're... it's decorated kind of, you know, there's like uh Italian murals and stuff. It's a little bit more
3: I know, agree with like that cuz I I have been to both and I've been to both with my children and you do go to Tutu Italia and it's a little bit more of a stiff, type feeling. Oh, yeah, I agree with especially that. Especially when you yeah. have young children, you you kind of are sensitive and conscious about that you're a little bit more concerned about whether you're disturbing the other people in the restaurant it's not so much in Via Napoli because it's really loud and boisterous
2: it's and loud there's big ovens there's windows yeah. everywhere yeah. there's big wooden tables
0: big big it's That's a fun. lot
3: more um, you feel a lot more comfortable if your kids need to get up and, and kind yeah. of walk around you would not feel that way in Tutto Italia it's very sit down yeah it's formal. kind of sit down and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I agree with what Dustin's saying probably just from the aspect of the kids it's a little bit more kid friendly
0: right Number three, and number, the, the difference between the number two restaurant and the number three restaurant literally was two votes. Uh, Le Cellier comes in at number three at the Canada Pavilion at Epcot uh, with 14% of the vote. Um, anybody, anybody been to Le Cellier lately? Okay, a few of you? Yes. What do you think of those prices? Oh my... Those prices have gone through the roof. Again, this was one of those restaurants that it was almost impossible to get a reservation mm-hmm. at. I mean, people were trying six months in advance. You can, For those who don't know, at Disney World, they open up uh, dining reservations six months in advance is when you can start booking them. And this restaurant, at the six-month window, sold out, couldn't yeah. touch it.
4: Within hours, again, they were yeah. sold out.
0: And then what they did, was they made it a two-table service credit restaurant on the dining plan, and that helped a little bit, but not enough. So what they then did was jack up the cost of a steak Mm -hmm. to $50 for a New York strip. $50 for a New York strip. I mean, it's expensive. However, that being said, it was a $50 New York strip that I ate, and it was worth every penny. It was so good.
4: Well, Teresa and I went that time with Evelyn. And we had a plate of veggies that was like what a zucchini, and it was like five things on the plate, and that was twenty eight dollars. It's like I could have bought four grocery bags full of veggies for that. It was
1: good. It was kind of frou y and you know, I
4: mean, it was all right. But for twenty eight dollars? No. Okay.
3: <laughs> it's also an extremely small space.
4: So it they is. cannot
3: accommodate many people at once. This is probably why there's such, such high demand, because it, it just doesn't accommodate large volume.
0: Well, years ago, uh, before it was La Cellier, it was basically a cafeteria. Oh, really? And, yeah. And it was terrible. Huh. Terrible. Canadian our, cafeteria? It was awful. The food it was, nice? it was, 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 <laughs> it was horrific. And they closed it down and said they were making a steakhouse and they opened it up as Le Cellier and it has been immediate, was immediately popular wow. from the moment it reopened.
3: Congratulations, Canada.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, like I said, it is a very, very expensive meal to have. But with that said, tremendous steak. Really, if you want a great steak, it's the only place in Epcot where you're going to get a great steak. Of course, you could walk take the walk outside of World Showcase over to the Yacht Club and try the Yachtsman but I got to be honest with you I found the steak at Le Salier better than what I was getting at the Yachtsman. Mm. So that's saying something cuz I love the Yachtsman.
5: I'll also I'm sorry. I'll also say that I think it's one of the uh, best themed restaurants in uh, World Showcase. Oh, it's incredible. It's you beautiful. know, uh, once you once you get past the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of space in there and once you get actually into the door it's absolutely gorgeous in there it completely transports you you feel like you are in a cellar somewhere under a fancy building somewhere in canada and uh even though it is small it is cordoned off into uh all the different uh sections of the different provinces and the last time i ate there i was in nova scotia so i was very proud to yeah. have sat there
4: okay so in Canada or Nova Scotia, do you guys all eat in the basement or in the cellar? <laughs> you know, is that representative of Canada? Okay. Is that a thing?
0: This is also one of those restaurants where you want to be here on a hot summer day because it is dark, it is cool, it is comfortable. Um, I find that when I go to Le Cellier, especially during the summer... Um, it's 6 to 5 in Pickham as to whether or not I'm going to start to nod off because you know when it gets dark and cold you want to go to sleep mm-hmm. but then I start eating and I will always wake up for food <laughs> clearly alright number 2 what do you think number 2 was
4: beer garden
0: oh yes yes the beer garden in Germany <laughs> that was it why did that not make the list I don't I understand know. it what do you think number 2 Liberty Tree, have you been to Disney World? <laughs> Number two was Hollywood Brown Derby over at Disney's Hollywood mm. Studios. Um, and this is the last remaining Hollywood Brown Derby in the world. And one of the things that impresses me about this is that all of the standards, all from how food is prepared to service, um, is all consistent with the original Brown Derby. Uh, that existed out in California uh, in the 40s and the 50s. It was the hot spot for all the stars. This was the place where they started doing characters of famous people and putting them up on the wall. Uh, Hollywood Brown Derby has most of those. Some of them are originals that they have. Some of them aren't. Uh, But this is a seasonal menu that changes. uh, And brilliant chefs, brilliant food. I've never been disappointed with a meal at The Brown Derby, Um, fourteen percent of the vote uh, for this. And again, it was it was two votes separated Brown Derby and Lasellier.
3: The Brown Derby actually has my vote. Uh, The Brown Derby has a very special place in my heart because um, there was a there was a period period of time where my children were in a bit of a medical crisis and we had to be on an extremely restricted special diet and we were going to take this trip to Disney World and it was a really big deal. We um, had not been able to do much of anything because of the crisis that we were in and in fact had not eaten in a restaurant for two and a half years. We had not eaten outside of our home in two and a half years because it was that much of a critical type of situation. The Brown Derby was the first restaurant that we ate in after that, you know, fast or whatever. And when I was communicating with the uh, Special Dietary Request Department during that time before the vacation, I expressed to them my very serious concerns, and I was directed to the Brown Derby because it is, from what I understand, the only five-star restaurant in the parks, and the chefs were amazing. I had the one chef who would contact me regularly every other week or every third week to check up with me on how on how my kids were doing and their condition and where they were in their progress, and he would sit and plan with me what their meals were. He was extremely concerned that we would have the best experience that we possibly could because we had not been in a restaurant for years and this was top priority for him when we finally made it to the restaurant we sat down and they had told him that we were here and he came out and personally greeted our table this is the head chef so he's got lots to do Mm -hmm. you know he does not need to come out to my table but he did not only did he come out to my table but he came out to my table with a stack of papers that were copies of all of the emails of correspondence that had taken place with us um, said, over the months. And he said, you
0: are insane woman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but I looked at them and they had had things highlighted in them. He had taken such extreme care to go through all of them, review things, highlight notes that he had made for himself. And he went back into that kitchen and prepared a meal for my children in a completely separate kitchen than the rest of everyone else. what everyone else was eating just specified to the very specific things that they could have. I was so touched. I was so moved by that. Um, so for that reason Hollywood Brown Derby gets my vote. They, they were amazing. The chef at the time was just, I, I, I actually don't have words for it and I probably should stop talking about it because I'm going to start crying.
0: <laughs> well something that I think Disney does better than any place else I know Uh, is with dietary especially Mm -hmm. where dietary needs are concerned (laughs) they uh, anywhere whether it's been at, at disneyland on the cruise line especially adventures by disney disney world um and with adventures by disney they have it tough because they really have to do a lot of coordinating with the different restaurants but at every disney restaurant that chef will come out that will talk to you personally Make sure that you know he understands. They don't want any miscommunication, so they don't want you telling the uh, the reservations agent and then hoping that gets through to the chef. They don't want you telling your server, hoping that gets through to the chef. You and the chef will have a conversation so that he or she knows exactly what your issues are, and they will tailor they will they will tailor a meal for you to have, even if it's not on the menu. Yeah. They know what their options are, how they can prepare. They have. Uh, a lot of experience doing this for a lot of dietary restrictions, so I think Disney does it better than anybody.
3: Really, and and like I said, with the Brown Derby, at least in this instance, I it, it definitely had that very magical touch to it because it wasn't just a meal. I mean, and it was an excellent meal. It was so good that I he gave me banana foster. He made banana foster for me. I, I swear to God, I felt like like the the heavens parted and this dessert dropped out of the sky onto the table in front. Of, that's how good it was. Um, but you know, at the end of the meal, we went to get our ticket and found out he had comped quite a few items off oh, of it. Oh, Lord, really? Because he was so excited that we had come in and chosen him to have our first meal in a restaurant. It That's was so amazing. Nice. That's it was great. amazing. That's It's a great
0: story.
5: I also, I also just briefly wanted to say that I think, and we've mentioned it before, but I think out of all of the restaurants at Walt Disney World, Brown Derby is one of the few I think could could actually exist
0: out and about in the rest of the world in the real world exactly and it did at one point it did at one Um, point
5: yeah but i think it still could
0: all right and finally the number one restaurant theme park table service restaurant at walt disney world is voted on by our audience by a wide margin be our guest with 25 percent of the vote I'm, i'm glad and i'm glad to hear this too because for those of you who remember my review when be our guest first opened One of the things I said was, you know, they're starting out strong. Let's see what the quality, let's see what the food is like a year from now, two years from now. And it's still, I tell you, I ate there not long ago, and dinner and lunch, and we had an amazing meal. I know some people have not had as much luck. Has anybody had a bad meal at Be Our Guest? Has anybody been to Be Our Guest? Oh, we got one, one hand back here. Well, why don't you come up and talk to us? Nobody's, I've, I've got a microphone here. Tell us your name and where you're from. My name's Craig and I'm from Halifax.
2: Uh, we ate at Be Our Guest in December. We ate there twice, lunch and dinner. We really liked the dinner, uh, but the lunch was just iffy. I don't know if they were having an off day or if it was really busy, it was super packed. We managed to nag a, a reservation, luckily, so we didn't have to wait in line but we just found the food was a little bland a little off but we really liked our dinner
0: dinner we yeah. our, our dinner the last dinner we had there a few months ago was I mean, it was outstanding yeah no um, it was phenomenal the atmosphere was great i was really happy that Now, was that your first time eating there yeah i i was i was really happy to see that they kept that consistency they kept the quality it was really really quite good um, like i said lunch lunch is definitely not as going to be as robust as dinner but I, I if you're staying at Walt Disney World and you want to experience be our guest and you can't get a reservation for dinner, as a resort guest, um, you can get lunch there. Um, what is it? be our Com is the URL and you just put in your reservation number. do I have that right? Be our guest lunch.disney.com you put in your reservation number the day exactly. you want.
4: A different number than your reservation number. There's a trip planning number when you pull it up on the website. Your reservation that you have to put in there.
0: And that it must have recently lo- changed it because it throws
4: a lot of people that it's a different number.
0: i was positive it was my reservation number when I did well, it. Well,
4: it could have changed.
0: But have- anyway, if you're a Disney Resort guest, you have access for lunch, um, and you actually have the ability to go ahead and pre-order and pre-pay. Mm-hmm and go to your table, you get a little uh, a little, a little rose. Uh, a rose. Rose. A rose and they know what you ordered and where you're sitting and they just bring the, the food to you. They're testing this out for wider distribution where you can do pre-ordering of your food and just go right to a table and they'll know your, where you are and bring you your food. And
4: you can, if you have food allergies on the little kiosks, if you don't pre-order... You can select what your problem is or issue is, and it will suggest the meals that you're allowed to have. But again, you can have the chef come out to your table, even for lunch, and tell you what's safe to have. So you can start the process and then talk to the chef.
3: I'm certain that the, the main appeal of BR Guest is more so than any other restaurant that I can think of on Disney property even even Cinderella's Royal Table, which is very grand and majestic and you do feel like you're in a castle, but you go in to be our guest and you feel like you have walked into the movie. Yeah. That ballroom looks exactly like the ballroom in the movie. The West Wing looks exactly like the West Wing in the it's movie.
4: It's funny you say that because, you know, anybody that listens to the podcast knows I haven't seen many Disney movies. But when they built that, I had to see the movie because I knew it had to be based off the movie. And because the first time I walked in, I hadn't seen the movie yet. I just had tears in my eyes and got goosebumps because it was just such a beautiful space that I'm like, there has to be a story behind it. And then I watched the movie and understood what it, was going on. It really on. is.
3: You feel like you have walked in the movie. You see the snow falling in the background mm-hmm. of the, the ballroom. And then the west wing just gives me chills. Yes. And then you have the interactive elements as well when you're walking through the hallway with the, the knights, um, the armor on the sides. And they're talking to each other. So you even get that enchanted feel. It's just a really incredible experience. Um, I think I think it's one of the most unique and should have been on that list too. Mm-hmm. But, you know.
0: Oh, she's getting all bitter and whatnot. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, look, uh, Be Our Guest in specific and New Fantasyland in general is a great example of Disney Imagineering at its best, even if it took them 14 years to build all of it. Um, <laughs> they did an amazing job, and it looks incredible. Um, and I, uh, what was it? Uh, what party were we there for? Was like a Halloween or... a 24-hour party. Was it,
4: a 24-hour it
0: was party? the 24-hour party? It was the 24-hour party. We were party. just kind of walking through New Fantasyland, and somebody... A well, cast member came up and said, do you want to eat it? Be our guest.
3: We said, that's like, a yes.
0: Yeah. And when it, we got a table. It was six of us, too. It was yeah. like a big group. Mm-hmm. And so every now and again, little magical things like that can happen because it's Disney World, and that's what they do. But that is going to do it for this episode of The Diz Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time. Take care, everyone, and thank you, Nova Scotia, for another incredibly successful meet. It has been a pleasure to be here, and we really hope to see you all here next year. Thanks very much, and we'll see you again next week. Take care, guys.